I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, a CBS Sports podcast. I am Mike Casazza here again with Chris Anderson to talk about the present and future of Bob Huggins and the coaching position for the West Virginia men's basketball program. Chris, we did this just outside of a month ago, beginning of May. Bob Huggins appears on the Cincinnati radio station, uh, uses a slur two different times. Job is definitely in jeopardy. He's allowed back with a pay cut, a series of sensitivity trading prescriptions, and a zero tolerance clause that today seems to be especially notable in light of the news that Huggins was arrested Friday night for a DUI in Pittsburgh. I think we know where this is ending. Let's talk about where we are right now. I'm sure a lot of emotions for a lot of people here. This just confuses me in that I just can't understand how it happened. Can't either. And it seems like with every passing detail that comes in, it gets more alarming and more confusing. Um, We'll get into those details momentarily, I'm assuming. But, you know, there's a lot of different... um, a lot of different ways, I guess, you can get a DUI, different scenarios where it might happen. And if it's one of those things where it's, hey, he had, you know, three glasses of wine instead of two at dinner and was driving home, you know, right down the road there in Morgantown, like, that's not that's not good. Like, it's not a good thing. But I do feel like there's a difference between that and what the story ended up being, which, again, we can get into those details in a second. But it is... It sounds way, way, way worse than that, and and uh, you're right. I, I think we know where this is going, but maybe we'll find out here today, tomorrow, sometime. I, I just can't imagine it's going to take very long. So the too long didn't read for people who have not read or frankly don't want to read about this. The the details are online. They've been posted on um, social media, message boards, so on and so forth, but a .210 BAC, which is an extraordinary number, and a flat tire, Huggins out of the car in Pittsburgh, Um, just a a scene that you kind of know where it goes from there, too, and all the reporting that you see from the police report just shows that he, he just should not have been behind the wheel, and could not perform field sobriety tests, could not indicate where he was or how he got there. Just some details there that make this look probably as bad as it in reality was. There's no defending this one 
as you might have tried to or been able to before with the radio. Oh, did he know he was on the air? Oh, it's just this locker room talk. Um, I can understand those conversations before. This one just seems like it's a bridge too far to really go over there and say, well, actually, let me explain to you how this happened because the details we have and we see, and these are from police report. It's not from the media. It's not from social media. It's not secondhand. It's firsthand from police. Um, just do not look good. And what we have right now from West Virginia is before all of that reporting came out that they were aware of the situation, they were going to review it. Chris, I have no idea what they could possibly be reviewing right now, except how they can tie this off um, in, in the best and most efficient manner possible. Yeah, that's the holdup. And we're saying hold up when it's only been a couple hours since I guess it's been public the, the three, three and a half hours since, you know, we got hands on the uh, arrest report uh, only a couple hours, less than a couple hours since the actual full details came out with the incident report written down by the, the uh, responding officers. Um, but as I put it to one of our members on the board, the reason for this quote unquote delay is millions of dollars are at stake, large contracts, a large university, lawyers, you know, a multi-million dollar program. It's not just something as simple as get the hell out of here. It's done. Uh, there are going to be some things that need to be hashed out. Um, and so, again, I don't expect this to be something that lasts multiple days or anything, but it's not something that's going to happen in moments either. Yeah, I understand you there. I just wonder about that. Like, why isn't haste possible here? If If West Virginia was able to see into the future better than they clearly were able to a month ago. They've at least gotten some sort of a head start on something like this. Again, the inclusion of a zero tolerance policy, which doesn't necessarily indicate they were thinking of this, but maybe he would not adhere to the sensitivity training. Maybe he would say something. Maybe something from the past would come up. They had to be ready to act in case something happened. And again, a little more than a month later, I wonder how far down the road they are in that, because to me, this isn't a thing that needs a lot of examination. Um, you kind of get him into a room and say, what happened? What were you thinking? And you give him that right, that 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 luxury, that um, privilege, I guess, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I'm sure he deserves his day in the office to just explain things, to apologize, to to do whatever, rather than just pick up a phone and find out you're no longer the head basketball coach, your alma mater, and please pack your belongings. In fact, you know what? We'll t we'll send them to you. Don't come to the office. You know, maybe you don't want things ugly like that, but I, I just can't see this dragging out much longer, and I, I can't see him can't see him being the coach here you know monday morning chris i just i don't know how long it would last but just what we what we know but just against what happened in the beginning of may just makes me think that there's no way you can continue here with this because it was almost as though hey we'll look the other way on this one or hey we're not gonna look the other way we are not happy you cannot do this again he didn't do this again he did something beyond that and i think that's going to be ultimately irreparable damage for him and the relationship with the university. So sooner or later, we figure to have something here. How did we get here? This is going to be probably a, a lot of things that people want to know about. And we may never get to know about. Um, obviously, we're covering a lot of recruiting coverage here for West Virginia in the basketball program. I can tell you they were hoping to get a um, inclusion on Paul Mulcahy's list of, you know, final three, final five schools, get a visit. That's quite likely out the door right now. Um, never say never, but certainly the circumstances and the coach he would want to play for are changing. Instead, they get this news today, and it starts last night. 
Friday evening. Uh, Chris, I got a phone call, which to me is always alarming. You typically get texts or DMs, but I got a phone call saying, heads up, uh, you need to look into this. And I said, okay. And then that was around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I was up till after two because I, I could not get anybody to tell me how to happen. I was starting to get people calling me saying, have you heard this? This can't be true, can it? Tell me something's wrong. Um, there, there's a lot of pretty specific information I wish I could share, but like people heard this as it was going down in the evening and knew about it, but couldn't share it or couldn't really authenticate it. So much smoke though, Chris. And then once the morning hits, it seems like a lot of people were, were picking up on this and it was going forward. And then it just takes time for those police blotters to turn around. Ultimately, we get confirmation in the email from the public information officer in zone one in the Pittsburgh Police Department. Thank you to them for helping us out on this. Um, gave us a police report and the incident report has to say the police report has come out later. And in the span of like 10 hours, the whole world changes at WVU basketball. How did this find yeah. you and how did you find it? Yes, to say, unlike you, I, I went to bed early. So I was long asleep, um, probably before 10 o'clock and woke up around five o'clock. And like most people, I had to go to the restroom, grab my phone to light the way and saw, I don't know, a couple dozen notifications and thought, what in the world? And there was a lot of messages about it. People, you know, sending me messages, linking me back to our own message board um, and the discussion about it and, and your comments on it. And I get in there and I remember my first post this morning, um, aside from a, okay, I'm awake thing at like 5.15, was me trying to gather, you know, where everything was. Because the way it seemed to have started, again, from what, what I read, was a random post from someone in Pennsylvania on Twitter. And that person said his buddy from West Virginia was listening to a police scanner, which was then potentially confusing for people because Huggins was supposed to be out recruiting. But then there was a report from a West Virginia news station that they had called the Morgantown police. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't, what's going on here? I mean, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, news people, social media, dope, that post's deleted. This is happening. That's happening. What's going on? And then obviously it's a little too early to start messaging people to see if they're up. Because if they were up the previous night, like you, they're probably asleep at that time, finally. Um, but then eventually it got to the point where it was, hey, this is legit. And, and we started talking about it on the board. And it was like, hey, if... The time that this happened, and we later found out that it was about 8.30 uh, in the evening is when the incident occurred. Um, given that time, if it were false, like that's early enough in the night that somebody's stepping up to say it's not true. But if it were true, you're also not going to find out that early because everybody's got to get together to discuss it, to try to get a statement together, to try to get lawyers together, all that stuff. So the sinking feeling started, you know, coming in and and then kind of went from there. And like you said, they got hold of the police report, confirmed it, put it out there. Um, Robert Huggins, age 69 of Morgantown, West Virginia, arrested for DUI and kind of went from there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, well, the police report or the police scanner part, that's true. Um, leave it at that. Uh, he was in Ohio recruiting yesterday. That was his assignment there. So again, like I said, we, we've been covering the recruiting angle here and like they had different assignments for where people were supposed to be going yesterday. The assistants were out um, doing high school stuff instead of the transfer portal because they do want to get back into high schools and he's back in Ohio because that's what he likes to do. And then in Pittsburgh for, you know, unclear reason, I think in the police report, he says he was visiting his sister-in-law, I believe. I, heck, I don't know, but I think he's told us before in stories, whatever that sister-in-law does live up there. So that's not a wild detour, but things did go sideways along the way there too. And just some of the details in the report indicate that it was quite a day and not just recruiting. So that that's going to be, that's going to be something that gets examined too. Like what was he doing on, on a business trip with those asterisks attached to it then? And then, you know, was it in Pittsburgh? Was it in Ohio? The reporting did get really loose and off the rails last night. And people saying reporting suggests this, or the reports say this, or it was just rumors at that point. And people who had heard things and hearsay in secondhand, because again, you know, one in the morning, a lot of those people who can answer those questions, they aren't around. So they have, they have mechanisms in place. They'll get back to you like a, a police blotter email account that again, worked perfectly for the Pittsburgh police department too. But um, me, I was just trying to keep tabs on things and figure out how the story was turning and what could be true, what could be false and who you could qualify and who you could disqualify as sources of information there. And ultimately it turns out that here we are, um, which leads me to this, Chris. I've kind of given my two cents here on this. I, I think I probably know yours, but I don't want to go without giving you a say here. Um, is is Huggins the coach a, a week from now, a day from now? What do you think? Does he have a chance to remain in, in power? And that's probably the right word um, at this point going forward. I don't think so. I, I think even if this were a lone incident, you know, it'd be difficult because uh, there's just, again, all the details around it of of him being – not knowing where he is, blowing three times the legal limit with two trash bags full of empty beer cans in his car. And, and according to the incident report, you know, no, no apparent passengers with him. Um, that, that, that's a whole nother level of drinking and, and, and driving that need to be addressed and, and would have been an issue if it were the only thing. And then you bring in what happened in May, then you bring in his history, um, having already been arrested for a DUI, having a couple other incidents that that have been public or semi-public, and you're coming down a road here where this is all piling on top of each other, and I, it's hard for me to find a way for West Virginia to stick with him um, because of it. And so, yeah, if you ask me, I don't, I don't know the timeline again. Tomorrow, maybe I, I would think they would make a change by tomorrow or by Monday at the latest. 
again, I don't know how the, the whole lawyers and contracts thing is going to work out, but it's hard for me to imagine him as head coach even a couple days from now, much less than this season. Yeah, West Virginia got dragged to the mud for keeping Huggins last month. Imagine what would happen now. Um, universities really care about their image in higher education, in athletics. And when you consider what West Virginia is going through financially and with its budget right now and the internal strife coming to the surface from employees, um, I, I don't imagine what the multiplier would be right now if they chose to keep Bob Huggins after this. So those are all dynamics you have to put in the same basket here. Some other things you have to talk about, Chris. I don't want to get into the coaching angle here because there still is a coach, even though we suspect that that is not long uh, for life at this situation here. So we can get into the who, the what, the how, the when later. But there are some definite flight risks on this roster. People who transfer here to play for Huggins, people who are on this roster to play for Huggins. And listen, I can just tell you this. I, I just know this. I'm talking to people who are in, in the portal world and the recruiting world. West Virginia was just beaten back colleges last month. Hey, do you want to play for a coach who thinks like this, who says like this, who doesn't know if he's on the radio? Again, I can't imagine what the multiplier here is, but I imagine it's going to be even more significant. People will be coming in. Um, and then just, you know, what what is it hold for the season competitively too? This is a, scene, a team that seemed like it was aiming for the top of the Big 12 and a deep March Madness run. Who knows who's going to be a part of that or who's going to be leading it here? It, it just, the actions of one affect the actions of many right now too. And, you know, I think maybe now is not the time to focus on that, but you do think almost immediately after the obvious about who else is affected by this, because you know, here are guys who, who, I mean, players, staffers, assistant coaches, um, administrators, all that stuff. They're, they're going to be in a different world probably sooner than later. So can I counter slightly to the idea that there could be a mass exodus? And the reason is not because, you know, coaching change, all that stuff like that would be a reason for it, of course, but technicalities are, are what I'm speaking of here. One, some of these guys that have transferred in, uh, some of these guys have transferred twice, like they're done. Like they can't transfer again. Um, they can try to do, I mean, technically they can try to transfer again, but they got to apply for a waiver. And the NCAA has made it very clear that they are not taking into account coaching changes when it comes to waivers. Obviously this is a little different than, Hey, the coach got fired because he didn't do a good job, but there's been other instances like that, not like this, but for coaches changing jobs or, or being fired or let go or whatever, resigning. And the NCAA doesn't take that into account anymore, or at least they say they don't. So I think it's going to be very difficult for a few of these guys, these guys with one year of eligibility left that have already transferred once, some that have transferred twice, to leave WVU. Like they're kind of like, I hate to say it, you almost as a WVU, you know, uh, administrator or coach or whatever, you, you don't want to keep it this way but it's almost like they're trapped at wvu like they don't really have too many choices as far as leaving now of course then there's the other guys that were already on the roster that maybe still have a transfer left in them that could still uh, go somewhere else and leave portal windows also closed so then you're limiting yourself to just guys who have graduated that might still have a year of eligible or a, a transfer remaining and and then that limits it to i don't know what one player two maybe or zero um and the undergrad guys they would have to sit out a season so it's the timing's terrible but as far as like a mass exodus of players 
it's like it just sucks to say, but these guys are kind of trapped on this team, which might be good news for WVU fans. Yeah, I do wonder about that. I don't see the NCAA treating this as like a COVID thing where they completely change the rules and they say, you know, we're going to open the portal for six days because of what happened at WB, whatever. I can't imagine that's going to be the case. I can, however, imagine that West Virginia would let people out of signed grant and aids or, or something like that if if compelled to do that because if they make a change that isn't popular um, or if they make a change period right now, they're going to understand that these guys don't have to play for them. They don't have to. Like, maybe be okay for them too, but... You know, they they can just try. I mean, th- who knows? Uh, the points you make are very good. I just, if nothing else, Chris, I've learned to assume nothing in, in the past, well, weeks, months, whatever, but years, and especially when it comes to the NCAA too. So I just find it interesting right. that people- Mike, are you saying that WVU will not pull a Manhattan in this scenario? It would be highly hypocritical of West Virginia to stand in the way of players who want to get out of the program following a coaching change, considering- the lengths they went to to free Jose Perez from the grips of Manhattan last year. So, yes, I was going to get to that. You, you certainly led me to water there, so I wouldn't forget. But, yeah, it would be extremely hypocritical for West Virginia to not do what it sought to have done for it before, which makes me think that this this could happen soon. We'll see. I don't know. But it all depends on a number of decisions that haven't been made yet, uh, starting with Bob Huggins and then, if necessary, who replaces him and what that person is like. There are a number of people who you can consider, a number of profiles, and and we can figure that out when and if, indeed, the time comes. Anything else you can think of, Chris, to add to this, to wrap it up before it advances um, in a a, a state that we cannot fix in editing of this podcast? Um, Let's put it this way. I think this question will probably go into more detail if and when there is a coaching change. Um, that needs to be happening, but you can answer this. Try to keep it one sentence or less, since we'll probably go into more details with it. But is there a situation where WVU can get a coach that is not a one-year interim kind of guy? Yes, I think so. I think there's also an argument to made that you're more likely to do that if you wait things out and do this in March as opposed to June, maybe into July. But yes. Okay. All right. Well, if we if we get there, and I'm kind of thinking we will get there, uh, we can discuss that in that podcast. I just wanted to check because I, I didn't, given the timing of all this, it just kind of felt like West Virginia is also backed into a corner a little bit. Um, so, okay. Well, they were backed into a corner before, and look where it got them. You know, so again, that's that's going to be something I have to really weigh, and I don't I don't think it's going to be much of a decision making process. Frankly, Chris, I'm surprised that it's about one o'clock here as we're talking to that we were even able to have this conversation. We put it off because we're like, well, we're going to have to do the West Virginia's looking for a new basketball coach podcast. And and yet that hasn't happened. So maybe soon we'll see. Um, so that's the story right now. That's the latest. Those are the details and how we got to this point. Bob Huggins arrested and a lot up in the air, a lot in jeopardy when it comes to West Virginia basketball, a hall of fame coaches legacy, so on and so forth. Plenty more to come as more details arrive and evolve over time. Until then, I am Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you then. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. 
Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.